Are you always worried about the world changing around you and fearful of how will it impact you? But my friend, have you ever thought of the world within you and how you can use it to impact the outer world? I am Ushani Nigam, your host streaming from Australia. I help businesses, entrepreneurs in this post-COVID world to reach their target audience through engaging and intriguing audiovisual content. But over here, I help you, aspiring leaders, students from all across the globe, to take your first step towards your goal. This season, we're taking your first step ever. There's also a bit of twist to it. We will be discussing something very important in taking your first step which is you it's all about you your abilities and your internal environment that takes you to the first step so my friends get ready and get started for an engaging and really informative season where i engage with accomplished people who have taken their first step but The way to the first step has been building their inner capabilities and that is what we are going to unleash this season. So if you are interested to take that first step in whatever profession you want to at wherever place you are right now then get ready for this season. listeners to the my first step ever family and welcome back to all my listeners who have been with me on this journey today i am thrilled to invite our first guest of the season brendan kumara swami brendan is a business transformation consultant at ibm but hold on it's much more than that he has coached over 100 individuals on mastering the art of public speaking having spoken at organizations such as Next AI Techno Innovation Montreal Upstart ED and Front Row Ventures Oh did I just mention that Brendan is from Montreal Canada at the age of 24 he runs his own public speaking coaching and he coaches executives from all around the world So what are we waiting for Let's get started and join me in welcoming Brendan Kumaraswamy. Of course, Ishani, thanks for having me. So Brendan, you are from Montreal, Canada, and uh, you have a very interesting uh, background. As would you like to first take us through your background? Yeah, for sure. So my parents immigrated from Sri Lanka in the early 90s. I was fortunate I was born in Montreal so so I'm a born Canadian citizen but yeah I I go back to Sri Lanka sometimes yeah Does the does any time you know that Sri Lankan genes kick in anywhere or that has in a way helped you nurture yourself and be more perspective about other cultures Yeah for sure I would say more from a collectivist perspective I think what's interesting about westernized society let's say Canada US versus like a like an India or Sri Lanka is it's a lot more family oriented So like most like I'm still live with my mom, you know, despite all the I guess the relative success I've had in my life. So I guess that's one thing is I'm a lot more closer to family. I spend a lot more time with them I guess than most people do. 
but yeah, I think that's helped me a lot in my life, especially now with COVID. Like, who would want to live alone now, right? So I think that's a big, that's that's probably one that stands out to me. Family is very important, and I think that's really nice that you're very, very close to your family. You really gain a lot of strength from them. And you very rightly mentioned last year was very difficult for a lot of us. And that is why the focus this year with my first step ever is to focus on yourself more, the inner strength, than, you know, kind of focusing on what's happening in the world, why is it not going right. And I was really excited to have you here. I just wanted to go through uh, some of your achievements because they are worth mentioning. You started off with, you know, pitching a lot, giving a lot of presentations and that you aced that over a period of time and you were invited to coach the executives for public speaking at the age of 21, which is really amazing. When did you first develop the interest in field of public speaking? Yeah, it was when I was 19, Ashani. So essentially, when I went to business school, I did these things called case competitions. Think of it like professional sports, but for nerds. So the guys my age were playing cricket or footy or rugby. I wasn't really into that kind of stuff because I didn't want to break my bones. So I applied that same competitive spirit, but to presentations. So for three years, that's how I was able to hone my craft. So from 19 to 22, I probably presented hundreds of times. And probably today, as of now, I've probably presented over a thousand times as of this recording. And it was from that experience that I was able to start coaching execs probably two years into my public speaking career. That, that's really, really interesting because I feel that when we are growing, we are always subjected to, you know, you have an age in which a phase in your life when you go uh, you go to your school, then there is high school. And then you need, it always takes few years to build something for yourself if it's a business or even if your career you always told that it takes a lot of time yes it does but i think starting out early how did you just understand that thing you know this is what i want to do or did you just go with the flow yeah I, I'm, I'm definitely not a go with the flow kind of guy but i keep it op- i keep an open mind though as i go about accomplishments so for example when i was 12 i made the decision to be an accountant Pretty simple because I was good at math and I was bad at everything else. And I wanted to get my mother out of poverty and retired because she was working a minimum wage job at some crappy company. So I wasn't really focused on changing the world or being an exceptional communicator. I kind of just said, I need to get this job. So I just said, what are the steps to do that? Okay, get good grades in school, ace my exams, get into university and study business. So then I got there. I got the job. And then I said, okay, now what? And I was like, oh, let's get into consulting. Let's try this field. And I was like, okay, how do I do that? And then I was like, okay, well, I got to do these competitions. So I started doing these competitions in my first year. And then at 20-ish, I realized that I was really good at communication. And I started coaching the new students for entering the program because we didn't have a coach. It's really expensive to hire a communication coach. So I just said, oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, I I was actually uh, very interested to highlight this point that when you said that when you were at at the age of 12 you said that you want to be an accountant and i feel that there are parts uh people in the parts of country who might not be aware of certain professions you know they might be good at something i mean they might not know this is what i can get into maybe at that early age so through this podcast, if people are listening to this, I think it's really good. And even if they listen to other podcasts, watch a lot of YouTube channels, knowledge is a very important thing. You need to keep gaining knowledge because you never know what your knowledge and your talent, when they come together, what you can create. 
So that's something that I found in your story that you had this immense tal- immense talent, but you also were aware of certain things, and then you started gaining more knowledge about that. So Brendan, when you got the first ever uh, offer of you know coaching the executives, double your age, triple your age. What was your first reaction? Were you nervous? I mean, I understand you already had command on your craft, but besides that, were you nervous? If yes, how did you overcome that? Yeah, definitely. I was definitely nervous to a certain extent, but I think what would help me push through is most of the first executives I coached were actually my friends. So essentially what happened, it was students in their 20s, and then it turned into students in their 20s, mid-20s who were starting companies. So they're a C-suite, you know, right? Because they're the founders of the company. And I was just like, oh, it was just helping because I knew them. And then there was, then it was, oh, then coach my friends. And then eventually just kept going on and on until I ended up starting coaching people double, triple my age. So I think what I'd recommend with people, and Jay Shetty explains this really well, is if you have a big vision, start with the smaller step. So if you want to be a big actor, try and make a, a video, a five-minute video. If you want to be a big YouTuber, start with like one post. If you want to run a marathon, start with a, with a mile or a kilometer. Right? I, I think it's those small steps that help you build your mastery over time and slowly build up your confidence. I don't think you can just jump into something and go, oh, yeah, I totally know what I'm doing. In the same way, by the way, when I started guesting on podcasts, which was, what, seven months ago, I was terrible at it. I wasn't good at all. You would be like, oh, what's your, uh, what is the fear of public speaking come from? I was like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> right? just, and I, I didn't know what I was doing. But then over time, as I would do one podcast after the other, and I kept getting asked the same questions, eventually I got really good, or I guess better than I was in episode one. So same thing with, with executive coaching. So what I recommend people to understand is confidence stems from two areas. One is, a, is preparation, right? Prepare a lot. We all know that. But the second part that not many people talk about is having a belief system. What do you actually stand for? What do you actually value and believe in? Most people, unfortunately, Shani, they don't stand for anything. So whenever they go into a presentation, they're scared of public speaking, the fear overtakes them because they don't have a reason for giving the presentation. That's why the question I like to ask people to think about is the following. How would the world change if you we're an exceptional communicator. And if you find an answer to that question, you'll be a lot better at communication. Interesting. That was very interesting. And I I, think I first heard you uh, through one of the LinkedIn Live series that is hosted by Mr. Naishad Gadani. Besides your command on communication, what I really was interested in understanding your thought process, you know, exactly what you were just explaining right now to me, to our listeners, and it was it was really intriguing, and I really wanted to understand where does that really stem from? Stem from you know, from what I understand, mind is a very very powerful tool, and how you can you have the power of molding it. So I wanted to know from your end, Brendan, what are your views, so you can expand on what you were mentioning earlier with our listeners. Yeah, absolutely. So I would say the big difference, the big habit to keep this simple for people that nobody does is too many people absorb information, but they don't spend nearly as much time reflecting on it. So here's a habit that I'll I'll recommend that if you do every day, your life will change in 30 days. I can pretty much guarantee it. And the exercise is ask yourself a tough question about life every single day. And I'll get you started. Questions like, 
what are you pretending not to know? If you had all the money in the world, how would you spend your time? And if you died tomorrow, what would your funeral speech say about you? These are questions that are free. These are questions that are available. But most people, Ishani, will write down the questions that I just said, but won't think about them. They won't think about the answers to those questions. So if you block out 15, 30 minutes every day and just reflect on these questions, that's when you start to discover truth. So back to your initial point, age. It's like, oh, he's young. Why, why is he successful? But the, my answer to that is a new question. Has anyone else with my age and my background achieved more than I have achieved? And the answer is yes. Mark Zuckerberg started Facebook at 20. Right. And now he's a billionaire at 30. So if he could do it, why can't I do something like that? Right. So it's always about asking yourself questions because every belief system that we have that's limiting, somebody else has already broken through that belief system. So we just need to understand that person and then replicate what they did. Golden words out there. And I remember when I first heard about these particular questions, actually, last time when we were having a conversation, I went back and I tried doing that for some time. And I'm, I try to continue that, but I think at some point it just freaks you out. The fear starts creeping in because you start, because somewhere you know the answer and you're like, oh my God, I know what I need to do. I'm not doing it because I fear that how will I reach the end? And that's when I realized that even if I, like the listeners, the guys, my friends were listening to us today, this is a very important exercise, but you do not need to be fearful about the answers because somewhere you know them. You just need to start with a small step, exactly what Brendan just mentioned sometime back. You will get the answers, but you don't need to rush to achieve them. So thank you, Brendan, for that little exercise. Uh, I have tried that out. So this is my experience and just a suggestion from my end. Um, just going ahead with the, the age question that you mentioned. Thing, did that thing ever come to your mind that, you know, so what, I'm young, I can start? Or even that was a very natural thing for you. You just went on doing it. Yeah, no, I'm happy to explain that. I definitely had a lot of fears because of my age. Absolutely. Right. Lots of insecurity. I mean, I was, I mean, let's face it. I was coaching people who are working at their companies longer than I've been alive. Right. I'm not going to hide it because it's weird at the beginning. But, but I think it goes back to what does it, going back to another question, what does being an expert actually mean? Right. And, and at the end of the day, for me, it's not having a PhD or a degree. I think degrees in many ways don't, aren't an indicator of intelligence, but rather, uh, how many chapters ahead are you of the other person? So by the, I'll give an example. So which city do you live in in Australia? Let me just throw it out. Melbourne. Okay, so Melbourne. So let's say I came to Melbourne, right? And I needed directions on where, where should I go to eat? What should I do? You're not the number one expert of Melbourne. You didn't, font, you didn't create the city of Melbourne. But Ishani, you know where to go. You're like, oh, well, you could go to this place or go there. So just because you're not the number one expert doesn't mean you can't tell me and where, to, where I can go to enjoy and visit. In the same way, by the way, if you came to Montreal, I'm not the, I've lived the city my whole life, but I'm not the number one expert in the world. I didn't start the city of Montreal, but I can tell you where to go. Right, so just because we're not number one doesn't mean we can't develop expertise and share it. We just need to share it in a way that the other person knows less than we do. That's it. So for me, when I started Master Talk, yeah, sure, I was scared of the executives, but I also knew that I knew more about communication than they did because they were making so many mistakes. Like it was obvious. Like I just, well, for me, for, for you, it's going to be a different 
talent or a different skill. In the same way, by the way, I wouldn't be a professional basketball player. It's not my thing, right? But when it came to public speaking, I'd done it so much that I said, you're making all these mistakes and you're 44, but you need to fix this. So for me, it was more about saying, yeah, I'm younger, but in the same way, back to the city example, he has more experience than I do in his company, but I know more about communication than he does. So of course, if I didn't prepare for those years, I can't, I can't coach these executives, but because I had done it hundreds of times, I was able to. Love the way that you explain. <laughs> I am so engrossed to listen how, how you explain things. And I think that's why this is what makes you a very, very good speaker and the, and the public coach. Um, going ahead, I just wanted to ask you because now whatever we've been talking about, I can just see through that you have been working a lot on yourself. And the, yeah, the, situ the situation changes around us. The external environment changes. A lot of things happen. But how much time do you give to yourself than giving time to the external environment of yours? Right. So definitely in terms of personal development, I'm reading all the time. I'm podcasting all the time. It's, it's, an, it's a, it's a full-time job. So I, I used to podcast 10 hours a week. Like I'm pretty crazy. And I think it's important to study a lot of the greats because by accumulating more knowledge, you can figure out how to use that knowledge and apply that to the goals that you want to achieve in your life. So for me, it's always important to be the dumbest person in the room. It's always important to talk to people who have 10 times the results that I'm trying to get so I can con continuously learn from those people and achieve what I want to achieve in my life. So yeah, I think that's I think self-development is important, but I think the most important part of self-development going back to my initial point is reflection. Like I've asked myself hundreds of questions. I have a question bank of like 300 questions and I've I've answers to all of them, right? So it's not like you can listen to somebody's podcast and figure it out. It's you need to take the time to write these answers out yourself and you have to always think through the answers so you can constantly optimize your life in the best possible way. Absolutely. And just before you leave, can you share your top three tips or exercises that you do to train your brain for success? Absolutely. So number one is ask yourself a hard question every single day and journal the answers. That would be the first thing I would do. Number two is only have three goals at any given point. If you have too many goals, you can't focus. And if you can't focus, you can't achieve, right? And I would say third exercise is write your own funeral speech. If you understand wow. what the end game is, if you know what the end game is, it's much easier to play today. Because I don't know if I'm going to die in two months, two years, 20 years, 50. But I need to understand what the end game looks like so that after I'm gone, I know exactly how I want to live my life. So I, if you do those three things, I think you'll be a, a different human being. But once again, only 1% of people are listening will do that, probably less. But if you're in that 1%, I hope you do it. That last tip really got me thinking right now. <laughs> and at times I do think about that, but uh, to be so precise and be so, uh, you know, you need to, uh, if you ask such precise questions to yourself, it really gets you thinking and then you have to get down. And as you rightly mentioned, everyone needs to do their own journaling. You have to write that, you have to reflect. You can gain knowledge, tips from anywhere, everywhere, but you have to do your homework with yourself, train yourself, your brain. So thank you so much, Brendan, for giving your time. And that was absolutely golden nuggets of wisdom. Before you leave, this is what I do with every um, guest speaker. Do you have a favorite quote saying 
or something that you have built for yourself that you would like to share with all of us? Of course, I'm happy to. The quote is, be insane or be the same. If you want to be like everyone else, that's totally fine. But if you want to be amazing, you want to do something important with your life, the only way to do that is to be crazy. Don't you find it odd, Ishani, that I started a YouTube channel in my mother's basement, not on pranks, not on vlogs, not on jokes, but on public speaking and executive communication tips. And then I went on to coach those executives, but I still live in my mother's basement. I'm literally talking to on a mattress. I dance alone in my basement an hour a day. I karaoke in eight different languages. I don't own a car and I love Justin Bieber. How does any of wow. this make any sense at all? None of it makes any sense. And that's the point. When every decision in your life makes sense to the only person that matters, which is you, you'll probably be very successful in life. So be insane or be the same. It was such a pleasure to have Brendan on the very first episode of this season. And I can guarantee that each one of you have definitely learned something new from him today. I take a leave with this thought today and please follow us on Spotify, Google or Apple podcast. Also, if you have any comments, you'd like to give any feedback or if you really like to listen to someone, please follow us on Instagram, my first step ever underscore IN and let me know. And before I take a leave, I would like to say, start believing in yourself and most importantly, keep believing in yourself.